This is Rosen Institute's Your Law Firm, covering management, marketing, finance, and new technologies for growing your law firm. Here's Lee Rosen. It's good to be with you today from Brasov, Romania. We arrived here a couple of days ago. We took the train up from Bucharest. We spent just a couple of days in Bucharest, and we've only been here for a couple of days. It's a small mountain town, very green, lots of flowers. And the reason we're here is that it's a little bit cooler than the rest of Europe. It's hot in lots of other places at this time of year, and we wanted to find somewhere that we could cool off. So being in this small mountain town is just about perfect. It's time for your tech tip. I travel with all of my technology, and I have very little room. Everything that I own fits in my carry-on bag and my middle school-sized backpack. I've got to keep the technology simple so that it'll fit in my bag. The bulkiest part of what I carry are the cords and the adapters. The rest of it is pretty small and lightweight, but the cords and the adapters really do add up. Today, I'll tell you how I stay plugged in without taking up too much space. It's all really pretty simple, but it might help you as you pack for your vacation and holiday adventures. I carry a three-foot-long American extension cord. It cost me about $2 at Target. I also carry a very small universal travel adapter, one that works in any country in the world. And so when I arrive in a country, I plug the adapter into the wall, and then I plug my extension cord into the adapter. Well, then I have two plugs that I can use at the other end of my three-foot extension cord, so I'm good to go. Now, before I go any further, let me tell you why I use that extension cord instead of plugging straight into the wall outlet. The first reason is because it gives me three extra feet. That little bit of distance sometimes comes in handy and a three-foot cord is relatively small, so it fits in my bag. But the second reason that I carry an extension cord is this, and it's more important. It gets my computer power block adapter off the wall socket. You see, the thing that I do after plugging in my extension cord into the socket is to plug my computer block into the extension cord. Because of the extension cord, I can put that heavy little block on the floor or on a table without having any pressure on the adapter causing it to fall out of the wall socket. The extension cord allows me to relieve that pressure and put that block somewhere stable. Then, on the other plug on my extension cord, I plug in my USB charger. I've got one from Anchor that allows me to plug in two USB cords. So I've got the adapter into the wall, my three-foot extension cord, and these two power blocks, the one for the computer and the one with the two USB USB-C outlets, they're both plugged into my extension cord, and I'm good to go. I can use one side for my computer and the other side for whatever else needs charging, like my spare battery for my phone or my microphones for when I'm making video. Once in a while, I'll unplug that USB-C charger and replace it with my electric razor plug so that I can keep that thing charged, but that's it. I can charge everything I own when I plug in my international adapter, connect my extension cord, and then plug in my power block and my USB-C charger. Bing, bang, boom. I'm all good to go, and I don't have that issue of things falling out of the outlet. Keep it simple. Use an extension cord, and you'll stay powered up no matter where you are in the world. That's your tech tip. 
And now for your moment of concise advice. There is a scenario which recurs inside the Rosen Institute discussion on Slack. A law firm owner, one of our members, asks for advice about an employee who isn't performing. The employee is, for example, consistently late or makes lots of mistakes or maybe has a bad attitude. It's usually something that matters, but it's not something horrible or criminal. It's not like the associate used an ice pick to kill the receptionist or stole a million dollars from the trust account. It's more likely that the associate simply isn't good with clients or has inadequate writing skills or something basic and simple like that. It's a deficit, but it's not entirely clear that that person needs to be fired. So the lawyer posts on Slack and asks for input. Should I keep this person or should I let them go? Well, very quickly and nearly always, it is the consensus of the group that the lawyer should fire the employee. That happens over and over again. We jump to that conclusion as a group very quickly. Somebody comes out and says it. They quote the adage, hire slow, fire fast, and most of the rest of us, we jump right on board. The next thing you know, that employee is headed out the door. Now, I understand it. I've done it. I've given that advice. I've jumped on that bandwagon. I understand the urge to help someone get rid of that employee because that's often the way we feel ourselves. When someone is not performing, it's easier. It's quicker to fire them. And so we give that advice. Fire fast. It is quick and easy, and it's an effective solution to the instant problem. But here's the thing. Is firing fast, is that the right thing to do? I've fired lots of folks, and I'll tell you, most of them eventually, they get themselves together. They figure things out. I've kept an eye on many of my former employees. I've stalked them a little bit on LinkedIn over the years. I've watched them in the community. I've figured out where they're going and how they're doing. And the fact is, they figure things out. Many of them have gone on to achieve some level of success. In fact, some of them have been wildly successful. But here's the thing. They've done that working somewhere else instead of working with me. That's not good. Now, I understand how we get into this situation. We spend lots of energy being frustrated by these people, and we get to the point where we just can't take it anymore, so we cut them loose. But they eventually succeed, and that success is to the benefit of another employer or for themselves. The fire fast thing, it gets us into this same situation over and over again. We hire, we drift toward dissatisfaction, we get agitated, we get aggravated, and we fire. What if we could keep those folks and have them be successful for us instead of for the competition or for themselves? What if we could help them to be successful in our businesses? The quick fire attitude, it too often gets us into trouble. It's the easy way out. It takes less effort to get frustrated and to give them the axe than it does to fix the situation. Think about what might be possible if we could repair, if we could correct, if we could make the situation work. Those of us who fire fast, we tend to get into this pattern. We fire, and then we fire again, and then we fire some more. We suffer from turnover problems, and as our reputation for firing spreads, it gets harder and harder to attract, to hire 
the right folks. People learn that it's not safe to work for us. They know that we fire fast. Well, what if instead of firing fast, what if we hired better? What if we trained better? What if we managed better with more patience and more time for weekly one-to-one meetings and for daily team huddles? What if we did more to guarantee the success of the people we hired? What if we treated the folks who work for us like their success is critical? What if we taught them and contributed to them like it was life and death, like it mattered? What if we did for them what we would do for someone in our family? We wouldn't fire a family member. No, we would do everything in our power to help them succeed. Too often, We tell ourselves that we did everything we could, but that the employee simply couldn't cut it. Too often, we tell ourselves that to make ourselves feel better. I suspect that quite often, we could have been the people who did in fact help those people to succeed. If these fire fast people that we let go, if they were as bad as we told ourselves, the truth is they would fail in their lives. But too many of them succeed. They go out and they learn from their next roles. They earn a living. They buy houses. They raise children. They move up in their businesses. They succeed. It's taken me a long time to see things, but I'm starting to see things differently. And I'm feeling a fair amount of regret for the fire fast approach that I too often took. Maybe I should have approached these situations differently. You may be new at hiring and you may lack that long-term perspective, but I'm not. I've seen way too many of these people that I fired do very well in their lives. How can they be so bad? How can they be so awful? How could I have been so right in firing fast, and yet they've done so well in their lives? Well, the answer is obvious. It's because I was wrong. I could have helped them along because they had it in them. They just needed a better place, a better time, a better boss for them to grow into what they have now become. Fire fast is easy. I get it. I've been there. I've done that. But I'll tell you, fire fast sets a tone. It becomes the culture of your law firm. Now, you may think to yourself, I've only done it once or twice, and maybe it was a mistake, but I won't do it again. But I'll tell you, that's not likely the case for you unless you make a major shift in your thinking. I'd suggest that you slow down, that you take the time before it comes to the point of firing, and that you take more time and put more energy into repairing these situations than you are at this point. Fix things now. Get them on track. Treat it like it's not optional. Get the employee on track for success, and the likelihood is good that they will succeed. Their success is a reflection of your success, of your willingness to commit, of your energy for making things work. You know, hiring is a commitment on both sides. It's such a commitment that the longer I do this, the less willing I am to hire. I'm not sure I want to commit that energy. I'm not sure I want to make those promises that require so much energy and investment in order for me to fulfill my part of the bargain. But if you're going to hire, then you're in. 
lock yourself in and stay in that relationship longer because if anyone can make it work, it's you. Fire fast if that's what you must do. But remember that firing fast, all it's doing is helping you to escape from this moment of misery. It's not going to solve your longer-term problem for long. That's your moment of concise advice. Wrapping up from Brasov, Romania. Thanks for spending a few minutes with me today. I hope you have a great weekend and an even better week next week. Keep plugging away, moving forward, and getting things done. You're on the right track. You'll get there, I promise. We're all in this together, and together we build better practices through better marketing, better management, and better technology. Until next time, I'm Lee Rosen. Thanks for listening to Your Law Firm. Visit rosensrules.com for our free course on the 10 critical rules all successful law firms follow.